Hi guys, welcome to the Holy Grail podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I'd just like to thank you for tuning in. Your ongoing support is what allows us to keep making and gradually improving our podcast. It would be a huge help if you were able to give us a like and a follow at the Holy Grail podcast on both Facebook and Insta. Click subscribe and maybe even leave a review on Spotify and Apple Music and share an episode with a mate who you think might enjoy having a listen as well. That would be so greatly appreciated. If you keep getting around us, then we can keep getting around you and staying in your ears. It's a bit weird, but that's all right. All right. Thanks, guys. Let's go. The Holy Grail Podcast. Get ready to yell happy birthday, Tops. Get ready, loosen those vocals up, Tops. Here it comes. There we go. Crowd cheers. Here's Siddle. Welcome to the Holy Grail podcast, where you come to listen to shit pub chat and amateur analysis of all your favourite sports from two blokes who played a bit of one's country footy as kids and have a couple of fourth grade cricket premierships under their belts. Tom, how are you, mate? I'm good, Parks. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well. I'm very well. I'm, it's great to be back here. Oh, and we're so good. And we've got the setup. The setup, finally. Oh. The setup we've been teasing for. Oh, what months and months? Yeah, and look, it's still a little bit makeshift. We've still got um a random box and a few random bits and pieces holding up our camera. But hey, we're going to give it a go. We'll see how it goes. See what happens, mate. Look, I'm just glad that both of us have good quality mics now. Mm. I was sitting there with me. $49.99 Office Works <laughs> makeshift podcast mic there for a little bit while you were you're flexing it at home. Uh, no. But but we're both back in action now, and it's great to be here. Isn't Still it? courtesy of Albion Park High School. We've, <laughs> got, we've got our roadcast pro, and I've been I've been getting into the YouTubes. I was watching a few the great cricketer and list cloggers and all that sort of stuff. Um, the Savo, and they've all got pretty much the same setup. So yep. hey, look, fake it till you make it. We're balling on a budget, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We've got a budget. I don't know. What have we spent? A hundred bucks each, probably. Yeah, max. <laughs> we still haven't bought those beers yet. We're Good still day. waiting for oh, those beers. Oh, I don't know. Apparently, they're still coming. <laughs> no no more single fin plugs until they actually come. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have to... We'll be out of pocket a bit, I reckon, if we, if we get doing it. But oh, I know. That's okay. We're, oh, no. we're both working hard. We can afford it. Well, that's it. And I tell you what, work... Work actually is a bit hard, eh? Work is very <laughs> Work hard. Is Work is flat time out. Time-consuming. I forgot how, like, how much time and effort it actually takes to like be a full-time worker. Like when I was back home, just chilling on the farm, doing like three hours worth of online teaching, which getting paid full salary on mum and on mum's cooking, mate. mate, it was awesome. But I just forgot how hard 
actual like teaching and actual work is. Yeah, and having to prepare your own lunch oh, and it's all oh. those little things. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So I think that's probably why it's been a week delay because I've just been absolutely buggered. I've you been. Have, I think I've been Harvest flat has kicked off as well. Harvest so. has kicked off, so I'm I'm starting to get a bit flat knacker now. So big boss of Grain Corp's got to keep busy, <laughs> mate. <laughs> tell you what, they don't, they don't pay me enough. <laughs> well, I can't even afford a bloody hundred dollar mic. Can I get a fifty fifty dollar one? So they mustn't be paying me enough. Uh, my boss said to me the other day, "I've got these RM Williams seat covers, which are just a super cheap auto special." Yeah. But he comes in and goes, "We're paying you too much. You've got <laughs> RM seat covers and an RM st- steering wheel cover. <laughs> Genuine super cheap auto would have be- would have maxed out at probably one hundred fifty bucks." And I think I got the seat covers for Christmas. So I tell you mate. what, though, I tell you what, I don't mind the fact that Grain Corp rolls around in RM Williams kit. You got Grain Corp on the uh, bloody left hand side, and you got mm, RM, RM Williams on the other. I was like, oh, it's not bad. It's not about bad. It's about four hundred bucks worth of uniform for free. <laughs> it's pretty good. You could get RB Sellers stuff, but it would cost you literally one hundred and fifty bucks. <laughs> but nah, straight to the top, straight. boys. <laughs> Not here to fuck around. We can't we can't afford to pay our, our staff anymore, but we'll flex them out in RM gear. No worries at all. Fucking all oh. the main staff get big Toyota Prados to drive around. Actually, <laughs> something this is something completely random, but talking about just like splurging money on ridiculous things. So Batuta Advocate had just let me get it up. It was um surfboard. Just so, quietly. Batuta Advocate, do they ever miss? Nah. They, I swear we bring them up three times every thing, like every single podcast, yeah. but they just don't miss. So no. the Wallabies, obviously the Australian, like Rugby Australia, they've – so as we've mentioned, the Batuta Advocate talk about the marketing pigeon because the marketing at the Wallabies is so shit house. Yeah, I never see anything from them. No, nah, but so – their headline is Marketing Pigeon Asked to Resign After Spending Rugby Australia's Last One Million on Wallaby Surfboards. So, and I, I actually looked this up. I thought this is just like another great Batuta article, just taking yeah. the piss. Genuinely, you go on the Wallaby shop and it's you can buy a Wallaby surfboard for $1,200. That's genuine like Wallaby's merchandise. Right. Firstly, let's let's break this down a little bit. Firstly, uh, that's thinking outside the square. Mate, so, that's so do, you, do we shit right there? Do we take that as a pro or a, as a con? Um, secondly, who the fuck is buying Wallabies gear, <laughs> let alone a fucking surfboard off the Wallabies? Who's going onto the Wallabies site to find a surfboard? <laughs> and like, look, I am the furthest thing from a surfer. Yeah. I've been in one, been on one lesson ever, but I feel like twelve hundred bucks for a surfboard is like that decent amount of money. That's a fair bit of money. You yeah. could probably go to a rip curl shop and you could probably get ex- a surfboard exactly specified that. to exactly what you wanted mm. for quite a bit cheaper than that. But it wouldn't be gold with a big Wallabies sticker nah, on the bottom. Exactly. Of it. Right. So when I saw this, I was just like, oh. absolute piss take. Anyway, it is legit. So you'd have to be, you'd have to be a fairly good surfer to see the bottom of it because yeah the point of it is standing on the top of it yeah and so yeah. the bottom's in the water oh but you'd look good <laughs> running down the sand yeah big wallabies they would, and they also would vibes. the wallabies like 
target market is blokes who went to rich Sydney private schools, wear <laughs> RMs and chinos, and I don't know, probably other things. They they work in a bank and that kind of gear. Like still living off mum's allowance. Oh yeah, like mum and dad's inheritance mm. is looking mighty fine. Yeah, that that's the wallabies like the target market. Yeah. I can't imagine too many of them would be wanting to buy a wallaby surfboard. I don't <laughs> no. know. Like, <laughs> no, I think that that'd be a bit of a um, a lover of the Facebook marketplace special, I, w- I would have thought. Well, that's where I got my surfboard, which I've used all but once. Mm. Um, and then our longboard, we got that off. We got that off Ev, actually. It was a big, yeah, nice. big long foam, foamy. And yeah. I've used that a handful of times, but the other surfboard, I'm pretty sure I left it at my other place. Yeah. Because I was like, yeah, it cost me like 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, I, I haven't I haven't shopped for a surfboard before, but I know I would be spending 1200 bucks on one. Yeah, I, look, same. No idea, but it just seems like a fair chunk of money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh. Now, I've got a discussion topic for us, Tom. Okay. I heard this one before, and yep. it may spark some interest here. Yep. But what is the worst number that you can pick to put on your back in sport? Yeah. Now, Dylan, Dylan Gozza were talking about this. Yeah, we Savo yep. yesterday, whenever the latest list cloggers one came out. Yep. What did they say? Like 28 and 38. 28 and 38, which cut real deep, because I'm pretty sure my last year at Holbrook, I was 28. Um, which... You know, I'm a bit bigger, so I get the bigger number. Yeah, <laughs> and yep. that was kind of just like, "There's a straw, straw, brother." <laughs> I always, wa- I always wanted number. Th- I always wanted number thirteen. Unlucky number thirteen. Um, and then now I'm, I'm a seven. I want seven all the time. Seven is seven. I, I feel like seven. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've discussed this that it is like like seven has to be one of the most powerful numbers like yeah number one is like good but it's just like i don't know it's still like a little bit wankery to like yeah no be number one like yeah i'm the best i'm number one yeah but never does the best player wear number one put it this way have a look at if you don't know who this is look him up have a look at chad warner mm. does he not like love the bloke he's great for he's going well at the swans yep. but he just looks like a wanker. He does look a little... He does. He and looks look, like, oh, yeah, I'm taking number one. That's yep, my number. Yep, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, side note, he made a hundred yeah. cricket in like his second game ever or something and Fox Sports made a big thing of it. Yeah, it would have been like eighth grade. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He's Fremantle yep. Cricket Club. Literally. It would have been terrible cricket. <laughs> but I tell you what, Fox Sports just love jumping on. Anyway, doesn't matter. But yes, he does strike me as... A textbook number one. Yep. Whereas, like, yeah, I think you're right. Like, number seven's that real alpha presence. Like, yeah. it looks good. Like, you know, number seven's your halfback in rugby mm. league, who is generally your main man. Yeah. Um, Tim Payne wears number seven. Yeah. Like, uh, who's some really good number sevens who in the AFL? Off the top of your head. Uh, Zach Merritt. Yep. Zach Merritt's not bad. Not bad. Um, it's a good question. I don't know. I, I feel like it's like obviously the rugby league connection is there. Braden Beasley's number seven and that. That's yeah, enough he's pretty good. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. Um, <laughs> um, here we go. SEN, who are the best players to wear the numbers six? Ronaldo won seven. Wore seven, didn't he? Mm. I think. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In soccer, it's huge. Yeah, Ronaldo's yeah. definitely seven. So, yeah, it's a good number. It's and a it good number. It looks good. It just looks strong. Good shapes. I love that, but that's definitely not the question we I asked. It's not. We're, we're going think. for the worst number. And I think I kind of agree with Dylan, Dan here. Mm-hmm. It's got to be above 50. Mm-hmm. It's got to be, you know, when you get your seniors jerseys, yep. they go from one through till 70-something. Yeah. Right? And I've come up with mine. Yep. It's got to be 73. I've seen a 73 before. You've seen a 73. I've seen a 73 before. It was on someone of the roundish shape. Yep. Um, looks like you push him. eight, so it'd really like wrap around. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it, 73 was. So I reckon that it could, you could push this bloke down a hill and he would roll like that cheese, the cheese wheel race. Uh, he would just roll and roll and roll. Anyway, uh, it is a very aesthetically unpleasing uh, number, I think. 73. You won't see many 73s, yep. I don't reckon. The other one would be 55. Okay. I don't like the double f- double five. I love right. the hurdy five. Yep. But the 55, no. Nah. Well, here's a couple for you. Yep. So in the IPL, like I know cricket's a bit different and especially like the IPL, it's all a bit glitz and glamour. And then when you put West Indian players into the IPL, yep. big characters – Bit of me time, bit of yep. show time, that kind of gear. Chris Gale famously went with the three three three. Yeah, I think that could be his highest test score or something like that, maybe. Yeah, but like that's a ridiculous number. But I think even like at least there's some symmetry there, and obviously yeah. like Gale's a big man too, so like he's sort of got enough back that he can nearly fit yeah. three numbers in there. Like he's just so thick. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're filming that. <laughs> but one that's really annoyed me is for the Delhi Capitals, uh, Shimron Hepmeyer. Yep. Another young, like, West Indian bloke. Yep. Always has the coloured hair. Like, obviously, pretty... He's a pretty Larry dude. Exuberant. Yeah, mm. Larry dude. He wears number 189. Yeah. Have I actually... I've seen a... It might have it even been Smithy mm. in a warm-up shirt wearing 281 i reckon no you see i reckon that would be like his player number. number or his, yeah, or his one day sense. number yeah, or something like sense. that yeah because you see some of the nrl players like their warm-up kids yeah they'll have like the damian cook is number 1000 and like because yeah. the rabbit has been around for a hundred years like 1872 oh, or they? something yeah have they been around for a thousand years have they i said a hundred <laughs> Yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, whatever, buddy. Um, (laughs) I was just an example, but I think like a lot of the clubs do that and their warm-up Guernseys have, which obviously that's a little bit different. Um, Maybe that's where Smithy's coming from. I don't know. Um, Well, actually, and like higher numbers in cricket are a lot more common. Yeah. yeah. I reckon, doesn't Smithy wear 70-something or something weird? 77, I think. Yeah. Or 73. Yeah. I know Joshy Hayeswood's 38. Yeah. Yeah, like it seems like they just want to go higher. Yeah. Um, like Finchie's, but Finchie's an AFL player and he went, he started with number 16 because that was always my number growing up. Yep. And then he moved to number five. So, yeah. I'm just looking Make here. Make that what you will. I've got um, here. Uh, this is like the worst retired numbers in sport. 
Okay. This is a interesting. This is a Bleacher Report. So Bleacher Report's okay. quite a big yeah um, American American sport. Yeah, they say that the worst retired number in sport is Carl Barger from the okay. Florida Marlins, which is a baseball team. Okay, uh, I think it is. <laughs> uh, and their number retired number is five. That's their number one. Their retired number is five. Well, they, they've got number one as any number that is retired to honour the fans. That is the number one. But the number two spot is Carl Barger, and it's number five. Number five's good. Number five's Aaron Finch, James Hurd. It's... I don't know. I feel like... that's it. There's a couple of legends that have yeah. had, done the number five, I reckon. Yeah. I feel um, like my... Like, when I played my first, like... When we were at Urana, we were yep. still with the Urana Footy Club. Yeah, we were the Bombers, and I was playing like under sixteens when I was five or something. That would have been just, such a vibe, bro. Oh, mate, it was Brand awesome. Five. I only yeah, and I was number five, and I was like literally on the camera. I was like this tall, running <laughs> out, <laughs> and the jersey would have been down around my thing. But yeah, number five with like a mm. long sleeve. I'm pretty sure that's Bombers something. Kit. And it just like that's. That's good. That's a good yeah. image, I reckon. Yeah. That's the that's the one thing I reckon that I regret about with Holbrook is that they don't really have an an AFL identity. They're mm. the Holbrook Brookers mm. and yep. they're green and gold, so they don't really yep. yeah, correlate with the club. Yep. Um, but I think our, our song is the same tune as the Brisbane Lions. Yeah. Uh, but yep. obviously our cross down rivals, Cole Cam, were the Lions. Mm. Um, but so yeah, I never really got to experience that. Like yeah, Bombers. Number five, yeah. Herdy kind of yeah. vibe. Um, but I know when I went to Interleague, I was 23. Well, you did a bit of Interleague, did you? Yeah, mate. Well, you look yeah, at you. Fucking look at you. Must have been um, right. Yeah. <laughs> barely scraped first yeah, grade played now. a bit, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, played a bit of grade. Uh, and I was number 23, so I a froth buddy. Mm. So, yeah. Hawks buddy. Yeah, that's, that's good, actually. That's good. I so like it. I get around that. But yeah, I'm not a fan of this this Bleacher Report article. Anyway, no. that's discussion time for you. That is. And the reason, if you're wondering why we've spent the first 20 minutes of the episode or thereabouts talking about numbers is because there's not really that much happening in sport no. at the moment. Like, <laughs> I mean, obviously I'm sort of the one of the cricket rain men kind yeah, of thing. Like yeah. I follow everything. I have you don't been need to see around. the news. You just need to listen to Holy Grail podcast and yeah, know everything yeah. about I, I have been getting around uh, the T20 World Cup, the ICC Men's T20 World Cup. Yep. yep. Um, and in Abu Dhabi. Yep. And that's been good. There's been a bit happening. But outside of that, there's a bit of NBA happening. There's a little bit of Shield stuff. But yep. I don't know. Scotty Pippen's saying some shit. Well, <laughs> doesn't that lead us into that first topic? Don't come Monday. Don't come Monday. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time we've ever done that, that intro, like, live time. Live. <laughs> Normally just, I just cut it in at the end. And we've got our mics on at the time too, and Mom's here sitting here trying not to laugh. <laughs> Oh, oh shit. anyway, right, who's not coming Monday? <laughs> Scotty Pippen. <laughs> By golly gosh, I've got it. Oh, my phone's on the thing. It was an Instagram post. He was. I'm pretty sure you tagged me. I put it. I put it on our story. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah, if yeah, you follow yeah, our Instagram yeah, page, yeah, yeah. you would have seen it. I mean, um, bit bit happening on the Instagram story. Yeah, there is a little, anyway, little bit. 
He said, uh, Scotty, as apparently a direct quote, I was as great a player as Michael Jordan. Thoughts? What was his quote? Where, who, where did he quote that? I don't know. Have a look. Um, oh, oh, that's on Basketball Forever. Okay, so okay. that's actually quite a big page as well. Okay. So that's it's quite a common, like a well-known quote. He hasn't just said that in the backyard to one of his yep. mates and yep. they've leaked it. Scotty, come here. Come here. <laughs> I know you want a little bit of the spotlight. I know you were, you were Robin to his Batman, but fuck me, mate. Did you wear the 23? Did you don the Michael Jordan 23? No, you didn't. Fuck off. <laughs> Scott, oh. don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. You are a massive integral part of that Bulls success and you are a great player. But, mate, god damn. How many points did he average in his career? I'd like to know this, actually. Scotty Pippen. May I just add, too, the second that Michael Jordan leaves the Chicago Bulls, yep. he retires for that one year, mm-hmm. they make it to the conference finals, mm-hmm. get swept. Nice. Yeah, okay. Nice. Okay. Nice. Okay. Uh, then he moves on to Portland once Michael Jordan retires yet again. Yep. How did they go? Ba-boom. Not good. No good. I guess. I have no idea. Uh, so, Scott, your case isn't looking great at this stage. Now, let's have a look here. He, he also said, so there was another thing you, this is a Bleach Report one, and yep. you tagged me in this. And it's Scotty saying that Michael presented presented his side of the story. Uh, no, Michael presented his story, not the story of the last dance, like that last year, what was yeah. it, 96, 7 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that 97, 98. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and you said Scotty would have to be the saltiest man on earth. I said, I replied to that, like, fair. But that story was – and, like, it was obviously – meant to be the Michael Jordan story. Yeah. But like it was so about Michael Jordan mm. that it's ridiculous. Like Luke Longley was part of, he was in the last three championships yep. and there was a double Australian story um, episode with, um, with Luke Longley. And he said that like, you know, no one really got along with Jordan. No, that's pretty well known and accepted, but, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm keen to watch this. Like, it'll be cool to see, you know, I should be in it. He was in it like three times in yeah. background shots for the whole thing. And he's like, "What? what's the go there? Like, did I do something wrong to this dude? Did I annoy him? Like, literally, he was. He would have been the starting centre in the last three. Yeah, last two years, I would have said. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, yeah last two to three years. And yeah. he did not feature in it at all. So, like, nah. it was 100% the Michael story. Yeah, yeah. And, and like he is obviously a, an arrogant coat. Yeah. So but let's be honest, would that be as successful as successful as it was if it wasn't the Michael oh Jordan? God, no. No. God no. If it was about Scotty Pippen, which there is set to be a okay. Scotty Pippen documentary about the last dance. Oh, really? Tell you what. It is going to get that much fucking hate because mm. he's just going to pop up and just say, "Yeah," and I took that personally. Mm. <laughs> and look, Scotty, like, don't get me wrong, great player, mate. But over your career, you averaged sixteen points a game, six rebounds, five assists. <laughs> 
Josh, no. Giddy, Josh Giddy is doing that, doing better than that right now. And he's a rookie. <laughs> <laughs> now, from Melbourne. Very, very good player. And he, yeah, he's an integral part of that Chicago Bulls. Yeah. But, man, man, sh- shoot your shot, Scotty, but not at the goat. Yeah. You can't be doing that, mate. I'm sorry. Fair, so, enough. Fair enough. Don't come Monday, Scott. Um, so, yeah, uh, our second one. Chris Jordan. Chris Jordan. Chris Jordan. Yeah. English bowler. Yep. We were just watching the highlights of this just before. Uh, if you are unaware, T20 World Cup, fairly – wasn't an important game, but it was a big game. Um, and it ended it up semi-final. in – semi-final. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Bro. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I thought that it was to get to the semi-finals. No, no. It was to uh, get to was. the final. So it was the, oh, okay. So, so New Zealand are in. Right. And England are – Okay. Out of here. <laughs> well, in that case, don't come Monday, England. Um, but England had this this game all but in the bag, mm. um, and they were what was they I were on like a hundred and eight in yeah. the start of the sixteenth over. They needed fifty seven off twenty four or something. Yeah, fair bit of work to do. Yeah, doable. Now, now you've got Jimmy Neesham yeah. and uh, Jimmy Neesham's on one. Yeah, and faced one ball. One ball. And was Daryl Mitchell, Mitchell has yeah. struggled to hit it off the square. He's about 32 or 32. Yeah, yeah. He's running at his yep. standard yep. usual rate. Now, uh, Chris Jordan comes on the ball, which Chris Jordan has been okay. He's been all right. This he's, he's been, he's he's been very serviceable. Generally a pretty handy death bowler. Yeah, yeah. Can bowl at a good length and stuff. This bloke went – he bowled an eight ball over and went for – it was 20, 26 or something yeah, like 26. 24, 26, Runs. something big. But anyway, 108, uh, so 50-something required at the start of the over. Yep. End of the over, it was below 30. Mm. Now, yep. I don't mean to point fingers, but, man, <laughs> you may have just sold your team. <laughs> well, I tell you what, shout out to Jimmy Neesham. So at the start of that over, there's so there's four overs to go. They need 57 runs or whatever. Mm. He takes more than 20 off that over. He then gets a single off the last ball. He's facing Adil Rashid, low yep. on his leggies, goes 6-6. Six, six, and then I think he eventually got out. But he finished with 27 from 11, Yeah, which was really important. And then got him within, I don't know, they needed, say, oh, no, they needed 20 to win off the last two overs. And Daryl Mitchell said, yeah, I've had enough siders. And just Chris Wokes. On some seam ups and Mitchell's just whacking him everywhere. <laughs> 20, 20 in um twenty and two overs. Don't worry about it. I can balls to spare. Six of them. Six yeah. balls to spare. England so, England lack bowling well prowess when they don't have Joffre Archer and yeah. Ben Stokes there. Because yeah. what happens is they probably made at that point a fairly serviceable decision putting Chris Jordan on in the sixteenth over. You know, bowl yeah. a couple of Put the pressure on a bit more yep. so you can allow your spinners to come on, leak a little bit if you need to, maybe pick up a wicket. Yep. Then Chris Jordan decided, nah, I'm going to bowl half trackers yep. and got sent to the boundary multiple yep. times and then bowled wides consistently. Mm. And I think a no ball. No, I didn't bowl no balls, two wides and leg buys. Yep. That's what yep. it was. Um, so until, until that point, you know, after that over, then England were in trouble because they had to bowl either Moen Alley or 
uh, their league spinner. Yep. I can't think of his name. Uh, Rashid, yeah. Yeah. So they, they had to pick one of them to bowl, mm. otherwise they were going to run out yep. of overs. And <laughs> that just uh, – New Zealand are just like, thank you. Yep. Thanks for coming. It's, um, it's always awesome to see England fuck up, which is yeah. – I was really happy to see that. But – um, at the same time, they did lose Jason Roy in their most recent match, yep. and they lost Tymel Mills as well, who mm. bowls pretty express heat, but he was their closing bowler as well. So, yep. look, but I wrote my notes like two days ago, and my notes were England and Pakistan are killing it. And the other one, my, like my last come Monday that I'll throw in there as well, the Indian cricket team. I literally just <laughs> had that in there. <laughs> Get out of here, Virat. Virat is now, like, he has been at the helm of the Indian cricket team for, uh, it'd have to be seven yeah, years. Yeah, I, I want to say Say so. 2015, around about the same time he and Kane Williamson took over from their respective countries. Yeah. So he has since then not won anything. I don't think they've even made it to a final... They made it to the final of the World Test Championship, which they lost to England earlier this year. Yeah, but he hasn't made it. To, they haven't made it to an ICC event final outside of that in that time. Whereas Kane Williamson, I think Brendan McCullum might have been the captain when they made the uh, one day final in 2015, and then he was obviously the captain when they should have won. Well, they yeah. they tied the um, 2019 World Cup in England. Um, and then they've made the final of this one as well. They've won the World Test Championship earlier this year. New Zealand are the most slept on, oh. and they are the that they are the best cricket team of the last five to six years. Yeah, we always bang on about India, and India at their best can be amazing. Yeah, but India only show flash in the pan of their best. Like, oh yeah, they. New Zealand's just so consistent. They're always there or thereabouts. Well, let's let's move on to cricket while while we're on to yep. it. Yep. Uh, how good is Martin Guptill? Mm. Oh, he would have to be the best T20 batsman at the moment, I would have said. Well, I would have said... Top of the order, anyway. Yeah. Or Josh Butler. They were the two. Josh yeah, Butler. Josh he, Butler's in a He was fire. in some unreal form. There was a week there where he made like a ton and then he made 72 off like... 30 balls against Australia yeah. yeah He was smoking them But interestingly enough They both missed out this game And it was uh, Mark Nichols from the South Sydney Rabbitohs Who just <laughs> said New Zealand boys just Strap on me <laughs> Put a strap on me back And get on And he and Jimmy Neesham just carried them all the way home So no. that's good to see um, And it's Yeah I don't know And I'm just so happy that England and India, who I'm pretty sure like two weeks ago when we did our last podcast, I said that they are by far yeah. the two best teams. Like they yeah. have the most talent by far. No one will come close to them. Who said that Pakistan is unbeatable? Someone said that or like... Pakistan is unbeatable. That's... Yeah. Was that like commentator? just this week? Yeah. Yeah. Who said that? I don't know. <laughs> I missed that one. Someone... Oh, someone said... Was it an Australian commentator? So yeah. Pakistan are basically unbeatable. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Which is real red hot. Which is, <laughs> and really like Pakistan are never unbeatable. Pakistan can always beat someone, but you're always like, they are like, they're partial to a huge bed shit. 
yeah. at <laughs> any stage. <laughs> Big Literally time. at any time. Big time. They could just go... And uh, like with all the curry, you'd have to <laughs> come on, come on, come on. <laughs> um, but they're like the way they play their cricket is just like that. Like yeah. if they're on, they can literally beat anyone. So I calling them unbeatable is weird, but they have been mm. very, very good. Muhammad Rizwan and Baba Razam at the top, and Shaheen Shah Afridi, who's apparently like twenty, but I swear he's like twenty eight. <laughs> and he just he's bowling wheels and it's just like vintage Mitch Stark stuff. It's yeah, just, just left arm angling in like, like Yorkers. Swinging like no no tomorrow. Like I'm really worried that just you know how Finchie leaves the gap between bat and pad that you could literally drive a truck through? Yeah. It's just gonna be straight through the middle. When's that game? Uh tonight. 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 What yeah. time's the start? One o'clock. Nice. Are we going to stay up? No. <laughs> I might. I'm tempted. Oh, you can say happy birthday to me then. <laughs> I might be awake actually at that, that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, Aussies. Let's move mm. on. Aussies. They look They look okay. They look like for a team that we would just like get them, just fucking move past this, yep. get us to the ashes, yep. let us absolutely pounce England yep. in the ashes yep. And then we'll move on To bigger and better things And we'll feel safe again We were thinking that From the start From the get go Especially after those Pracky matches Where I think last Podcast We were talking about yep. The pracky match Between Pakistan uh, India and Australia Yeah Where And India just dominated India like retired people Yeah like, <laughs> And now India are out <laughs> And we're in the semi-final And we're playing Pakistan Tonight Yes And we're moving on We'll we could very much beat these people and be it's, having a trans-Tasman f- yeah. showdown. I find it so funny. Like, you talk, and I still think that, like, T20 specialists mm. are really important in having a good T20 team and a good T20 setup. I think you see that with, like, and that's the, the nature of T20 as well. Literally, someone has a day out or you lose three quick wickets in the power play and that's like your game lost. Yep. And the way that it worked with like only the top two qualifying, like you just didn't have a, you didn't have an opportunity to slip no. up at all. So that happened to India. They slipped up. Well, Pakistan beat them by 10 wickets <laughs> in the opening match. Yep. Sent their net run rate to shit. And then they lost their next game. New Zealand pipped them. Yep. Even though again, I tough, think, tough two games yeah. to start off with, yeah, but absolutely. very beatable games. Absolutely. For, um, but because of, like, I just find it funny that Australia have picked mainly still their test blokes. It's still Stark Cummins Hazelwood. Yeah. It's still Steve Smith. It's still David Warner. Yeah. Um, still, like, Mitch Marsh there or thereabouts. Yeah. They don't really like T20 specialists. Mm. Like, that's that's half, more than half the team. Yeah. Whereas you look at England, in their whole squad, they've got, like, three blokes who are going to the Ashes. Like, they've gone very much specialists. Yeah. Whereas, again, um, New Zealand are very similar. They've gone... Uh, Mitchell is actually a test player. Guptill, not so much these days. Williamson is. Yeah. Um, Conway is. And they've still got Bolt, Southie, Santner as well. They're yep. pretty much the same. Like, they're just gone, these are the best blokes. These are the best cricketers in our country. Well, that's how it should be. They can probably go... Well... It's sort of two Within schools reasons, of thought. And yeah. the way that it's working, especially on these uh, UAE pitches seem to be a bit shit. Yeah. Like, 
you know, on those roads, you get blokes like Liam Livingston from England, for instance, who, if he's on a road, he can just tee off and he'll score a million runs and, off and no balls. But but then also sit there and try and bowl round the round the legs. Yeah. Shane Warne yeah. style leggies and somehow get them to turn. Mm, mm. It's, yeah, ridiculous. Oh, yeah, but, like, I feel like because they're not 200, like, the scores aren't 180 to 200. Yeah. They're literally 130 through to 160. Yeah. Um, Very achievable. More, sport. like, and you're just more skilled, better batsmen seem to be doing well. So, yeah. I don't know, maybe. I still don't think the Aussies are great at T20 cricket. I still no. think we've just scraped through and we smashed the shit out of Bangladesh and... We beat the West Indies, who were just absolutely taking the piss. Like Chris <laughs> Gale, Chris Gale takes a wicket. They need one run to win, and then charges down and jumps on Mitch Marsh's back. Oh, he's just gotten out. <laughs> was the f- th- first ball of that over or fourth ball? It was first ball that M- Marshy faced. I think. Yeah, yeah. And um, Marshy's just thinking, oh fuck me, like, what? How the fuck did he's, I get out? Of this he's place? just he's just made fifty four off like. 22 balls. Yeah, he's just a real depressed walking <laughs> off and Gailey, this big fucking hunk, just <laughs> over top of him. Yeah, no, um, I um, – they were taking the piss. They Those blokes – I'd actually love to see a training session with those guys oh, mate, and towards the end where they're, where they're just like, eh, I don't think we're going to make it, eh? Imagine, just, imagine Bravo, Gail, Pollard, um, Andre Russell. Yeah. <laughs> mate. Gailey would just Gailey would just stroll in there with the front pad on, nothing else, no thigh pad, pair of gloves, and he's fucking dragging Sonny's on and just start teeing off. He'd say he'd say to the coaches, just put the bowling machine on real slow and I'll just tonk them for six. I'm, I'm hitting fifty-four kilometer an hour bowling machine balls <laughs> in the slot. Yeah, that's perfect for facing Mitch Stark on mm. the weekend. Sounds a bit um, like what Usman Khawaja's training session to be oh, like too. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, the Aussies are still hanging in. So there's a real chance. Like I think Pakistan and Australia, it'll be really interesting yep. how that sort of matches up. Pakistan have good batting depth and they seem to just keep getting it right. They keep, seem to yeah. keep yep. like putting on good scores and Shaheen keeps knocking people over. So that's good. Um, but yeah. The other thing that I came up with over the last week was my classification for big hitting T20 I, batsmen. I remember saying that. I, I'm really sorry. I brushed past this as quick as oh. possible because I was at work and I was <laughs> yeah. busy. But I am genuinely all about this. This yeah. is We need to do this more yeah. often. Yeah. So I think like I've broken them into sort of – I initially broke them into three, but I think – there's sort of maybe four or there's a subgroup. I'm not quite sure. So the first one is the big rig. Yeah. So I'm talking Stoin, I'm talking Pollard, I'm talking Rohit Sharma, I'm talking Chris Gale. Yeah. Just fucking huge dudes yeah. with huge chest, huge pipes. You can probably like throw Mitchy Marsh in there as well. Yeah. They are just off. huge humans. They could play, like put them on a rugby field. Even a Matty Hayden type. Wouldn't look out of place. Would not look out of of place. Andrew Simons. Andrew Simons. Just huge dudes who can just give it a whack. Yeah. That's the first. And, like, that's all just brute strength. Like, they literally completely mistime a ball and it'll still go over the rope comfortably. Second one is a bit more niche, but if you see it, it sort of makes sense. So, 
it's the quick hands and snappy and really, really strong wrists. So like yeah. literally just wrists and hands. So you got Maxwell and Butler are yeah. the two main ones. All time. I would say. Yeah. yeah. And just like just the way they can like just get so much almost whip yeah. on it. Like they yeah. almost whip the ball. A lot of um a lot of Maxwell, you watch highlights of Maxwell, a lot of his Creative hitting is literally mm. just wrists and timing, yep. and it's not. Yep. There's no. He's not even swinging it. It's just like yep. little flick and just weight of the pace of the ball. Yep. Um, his reverse sweep is literally a flick of his wrist. Yes. It's not yes. even a. That, that's not what I mean. Swing. It's just like it's literally just crack the crack yeah. your wrists as quick as you can. Yeah. And Butler's the same. Like when he made that, I was watching the highlights, mm. and the great cricketer boys were just absolutely creaming themselves over it. Yeah. And they would like just his hands. They're just so good. Yeah. Um. And then the third one is levers. So like <laughs> just long levers, and they just. You just swing and you just seem to get heaps of momentum. So Mo, like Mo Bamba type wingspan. I still do not know feet. what Mo, Mo Bamba looks like. I only <laughs> <know the> <laughs> I'd like to hear this. <laughs> you keep talking um, about levers and all. Yeah, I will. I will. But like Martin Guptill, when he made a heap of runs against, I don't know, Namibia or Scotland or someone, but I sat down and watched it and just like, just got such good reach and just hits through the ball. Yeah, there's some... There's some levers. Levers. Yeah. They're long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like Hardik Pandya is the same. Like yeah. pretty skinny looking, yep. but just long arms. Alex Hales and like even. Yeah. yeah Liam like, Livingston's got some yeah, fairly he does. large I reckon levers. He, he's sort of a, mainly levers, a little bit quick hands too. Yeah. And also he just plays cricket like he's playing baseball. Like just yep. literally swings as hard as he can. And like you watch Starkey and Ash Nagar bat as well. And yeah. they just look so long and gangly. Yeah. But when they hit a long ball, it's like, oh yeah, I can see yeah. how that works. Yeah. I can, like yeah. that that makes sense. It's pendulum. Yeah, it is. It's just yeah. pendulum. It's just physics, man. It's literally physics. <laughs> um and then I wasn't not sh- still not sure if the nuggets slash chodes have <laughs> their own have their own sort of um thing. It's not small. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's just grotesque. Like, it's just everyone, all those players who are like as short and compact as they are wide, pretty much. Like, they're just, like, yep. squashed in, but they're so powerful. So, like, Finchie and Warner, pretty short dudes and just, like, thick and hits it. Richard Punt, just exactly the same. Yep. Um, Bavuma. And so, Bavuma, yeah. Yeah, quite thick. Thick. Thick with, like, 18 sets. Yeah, I love when he stands um, at, as, like, he's the skipper, stands first when... Singing the national anthem, and then who's that really fast bowler? Nokia. Yeah, he stands cool. next to him. He's like six seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's at his boom is at his waist. <laughs> Bavuma be all of fucking five six, five seven. Yeah. I would have said, yeah. and this bloke's yeah. like I'm like six seven is probably an understatement. Yeah. He's like six ten. He's yeah. massive. He's a big and, boy um, and bowls heat. Bowls um, heat. But yeah, I'm not quite sure if. The, the Nuggets are like a subgroup of the big rigs, but I think they could probably be their own one. So I feel I like think, they could be their own one yeah. because you can't really give them levers because they're small. Yep. And big rig is just like storm. It's just like you look at someone, just, you're like, you are huge. Yeah, yeah. So You I, could play front row for any NRL Yeah, it wouldn't look out of here. You wouldn't look twice. No. Yeah. So uh, I like I liked the, the chode group. Yeah, the, yeah. the Nuggets slash chodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, 
And also on Rishabh Pant, like I know the Indians are out, but Rishabh's literally only hitting sixes with one hand now. <laughs> he, he would be the definition of motivation station. <laughs> just didn't get off. <laughs> just like cruising up. Just, he, just, he just doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> like, I love there it. Was a couple, there was a couple of balls where, and there might be a little bit to it, like rather than following through, and if you're not quite at the pitch of it and hitting it like kind of straight up, yeah, you can sort of like control it a bit more and rather yeah, than slow hitting you swing it, down. Yeah, you might be able to like. But he hit. He played an innings there where he made forty odd. He hit four sixes, three of them with one hand. Yeah, he just like he just lashes at it, doesn't he? he just it's so, just a yeah. Oh, I'm not reaching that. I yeah. hit that way too early. Yeah, just keep swinging. <laughs> even Kane Williamson, who never hit sixes, hit a one-handed six the other day. So maybe. Maybe it's going to be in the coaching manual in the next couple of years because, like, the no, next No, maybe, so. maybe it's going to be in the bowler's coaching manual to slow the ball down. Yeah. Stop bowling so quick because the only <laughs> way they're getting any sort of momentum on that is because of the bowler yeah. bowling 145 clicks. Yeah. So, very true. It does help. Very um, true. Now, have you got anything else to add for cricket? Uh, one more thing. Yeah. Um, Warney. Oh. And is it Jessica Power? Yeah, that bimbo girl who was on Married at First Sight or something. She might be on. Big Brother. Um, I think she's on Big Brother. Maybe coming up or some shit. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. But she shared Warney's. Um, I'm just getting it up here. She shared Warney's uh, messages that she was DMs. <laughs> yeah, and he Warney is just a thirsty boy. He, he is a seriously it. thirsty boy. Um, so she's, he's said something and then she's replied, I'm so sorry. I've had a big day. I would love to see you, but not in your hotel room straight away. Ha ha. I'd like to actually meet you. I'm not that kind of girl. I'm free tomorrow, but up to you. And then Warney's just gone the back to back to back to back to back to back, <laughs> to back text. He's just gone. What are you doing now? X. I leave tomorrow for Sydney. X. I'm coming back to the coast after this Sydney shoot for 10 days as Melbourne extended its lockdown. Let's catch up. X. <laughs> Boo! What's on this afternoon? X. And then she's just, and then the next one is, you blocked this content. Tap to unblock. She's just got warning. Fuck off. Please hey, leave me alone. Shoot your shot, Shoot boy. your shot, boy. Shoot oh. your shot. I mean. He's aiming hot. He's aiming for the stars. <laughs> Shooting for the moon. And reaching the stars. Isn't the other way around? No, it's shooting for the stars. Oh, the no, moon. you're right. Yeah, shoot for the moon, land on a star oh, or fuck something. It, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't but know. He's, not, he's not quite there, yeah? And look, like I said, shoot your shot, Warnie, but... Um, I don't know about the back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back message. I don't think she's interested. <laughs> <laughs> and it's over the span of like two weeks. <laughs> like, he's just why getting, won't you reply to me? He's just left on red, left, right, and center. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like, nah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Uh, um, and that's all we have for cricket. Um. Yeah, so that's all we have for cricket. I just got a real quick one for AFL. Oh, actually, I've got maybe one couple of discussion points, just real quick. Yep. 
because there's always AFL news and Fox Sports are always trying to plug something. Um, so the first one was Port Adelaide legend Russell Ebert, who people may or may not have heard of. Have you ever heard of him? No. No. So he's like a genuine Port Adelaide like Magpies legend. Yep. Passed away on Friday, played 392 games and uh, coached for five years. Considered one of the greatest South Australian footballers ever and won four Marjorie medals, so CMFL BNFs. Three CMFL premierships and his son Brett played for the power when I was growing up. I had a little teddy called uh, Brett Ebert or Evie or something. <laughs> Evie. And, uh, <laughs> and his nephew was Brad Ebert as well, who was also a Port superstar. So condolences to the Ebert family. Like, as as a Port Adelaide fan, I don't know anything about it, but, but I have heard heaps of him, yep. heard heaps of the name and, like, He's got like a state funeral and stuff. So yeah, like he was course. very, very well, very, very highly regarded yep. um, at Port Adelaide. Uh, so there's just a little bit from me. Um, another one, what else did I have? Oh, they've been doing so really good, or like very decent players. So Hugh Greenwood was one from the Gold Coast Suns yep. who has been apparently delisted and then re-picked up as a rookie. So like they can fit that's another person on their hey on we their have team. we have this amount of money yes we need more yes <laughs> and we only have we only have this amount of spots we need more so like a bloke who's played every single game for the last yeah like last year last few years I reckon would be on three or four hundred k and he's getting to listen they did the same thing with North Melbourne did the same thing with Jared Polek and did they? delisted him. He would still be on, like, they signed him on a huge deal, like 700K or something, I reckon. It could be a year. How do they go about signing, like, so their salary, they're not changing their salary cap. They're just trying to, they're just their player cap, is it, Mm. that they're trying to fit him in. Mm. Because I would have said, how do you go from, yeah, that 700K a year or whatever it is to a a rookie contract? I don't know. I feel like they'd still have to pay it out somehow. Yeah. also, I think it has to do with the amount of numbers on the... So they've they've decreased the numbers on the list. There's only like 35 active players or something is now your max. But would I wonder if that affects your salary cap based on the number of players that you have. Like would, know, you, yeah. would you lose a profession? I, I, I don't know. You're not a footy jam, but I'm just, it's, um, I'm it's, just throwing the idea out there. <laughs> it's, uh, it's more Rain Man footy stuff, but... Yeah, I'm not quite sure, but that was just something I picked up and Fox Sports were making a huge thing of it. Why and also, you're a footy jam? <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> and also and also just another one. Um, Fox Sports calling and like just overplaying everything. So like calling Hugh Greenwood a star or an absolute gun or something was yeah. the headline. Like Gold Coast gun is delisted. And I'm like... Dude could play a bit of footy, don't get me wrong. But, yeah. like, don't know about your definition of a gun. I I haven't heard much of him. No. Not enough to be like, oh, I know that bloke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. And then the other one that's going to be more and more prevalent in the coming sort of, like, as we get into next season yep. is the COVID vaccination status. So oh, yeah. I'm not 100% sure what the AFL's gone with, but they've pretty much said, I think, in short, everyone needs to get vaccinated. Yep. And if you're not vaccinated, you're not playing. Yep. Now, Liam Jones, the big defender, bit of a big dum-dum from Carlton, but has actually yep. played some okay footy by Carlton standards. Yep. In the last couple of years, has 
uh, the Herald Sun leaked his name that he was not getting vaccinated. So he might be getting in a bit of strife. I don't know. But it'll be – or, like, might just lose his contract sort of thing. Well, But it'll be really interesting to see how that sort of plays out. Now, I'm not his mum, hmm. but I would have said a little jab. Hmm. Is it worth your 100K a year, 200K oh, a year? I think he'd be on – 250 yeah. probably is like, he, is, It's not bad money And like Let's be honest You're not accepting a COVID vaccination Is that going to lead you Into a career in the media? Probably not I don't <laughs> know Hey look just, If the man's got a backup plan Go for gold But yeah, I would have said 250k yeah. a year To play a game that you love yeah. Is a pretty good deal Yeah And just because someone told you Hey It's safe for everyone If you get Safe for everyone if you mm. get the vaccination. Like, that's just what the health advice yeah. is. Can you get it? And you say no. Same thing's happening in um, schools at the moment. Like, schools everywhere yeah. is that people aren't getting it. And the department are just like, I'm lucky, mate. Like, we've decided that that's what we're going with. Mm. That's what we're going with. So, mm. you either get it or you lose your job. So, that happened know. in that happened in Victoria, Grand Corp. That yep. Heaps of people lost their yep. job because Victoria made it mandatory essential workers and i would have said that since footy was able to run during covid you'd almost call that an essential service wouldn't you because how else are we meant to spend our winter (laughs) if we're in lockdown oh yeah no the (laughs) afl AFL is 100 percent an essential service they are an essential service to our enjoyment yeah anyway that's uh that's for your own own thoughts and discussions absolutely And we finished with our AFL. Uh, it was only quick because, let's be honest. <laughs> you sh- I sh- what shouldn't the fuck have is even happening? I don't know why I brought up AFL. It's November. November but <laughs> so oh. Speaking of footy, we've started footy training, which is red hot. <laughs> um, <laughs> but look, I'm loving it because I'm, I'm getting fit, which is great. Yeah. Thanks to mum's um, uh, meals. I've put on about seven kilos in lockdown. <laughs> so I've got a bit of work to do. Yeah, so. well, well, I think we all do. I'm, um, I'm happy to get the early start. I haven't had a weekend off the piss since <laughs> we've come out of lockdown. Which just and it's the, not looking likely for the next couple of weeks. No, it's your no, birthday. It's yeah, birthday no. tomorrow. Big yeah, birthday mate. boy. Yep. And uh, then the gong... Gong races, yeah, Kendall Grange, Kendler Grange, yeah, yeah no, the we, weekend after. That's so. a, that's gonna be a big one, that one. Yeah, it should be fun. Um, so that's good. But <laughs> NBA, yes, NBA has started, and yes. as the NBA does, we watch the first two weeks of it, get really excited, then yep. go, yeah, it can run for another sixty games, and I don't care. Um, so that's the stage that I'm at now, and I actually haven't watched that many NBA games. I've watched the occasional one that I've put the multi on and watch it just disappear and yeah. blokes just okay oh bailey parker he put money on me to get four rebounds i'm not going to go for rebounds today fuck you um so basically what i've taken out of it is the chicago bulls are good chicago good the chicago bulls are good yep the knicks are surprisingly good okay uh brooklyn are good lakers are old yep and Milwaukee are going to be there or thereabouts. The other thing that we've taken out is 
that the Joker is a badass. Oh, he's a badass boy. He's but a badass didn't we know boy. that? Didn't like, wasn't there a video that came out like a couple of, like last year or something mm. where he got in a bit of a biff and then he's like crazy Serbian brothers were just like yeah. up and like, they were trying to like get into it and shit too those, like from the stands. Those, his brothers look like they are definitely part of a mafia. <laughs> <laughs> like Serbian, one of them. Serbian, yeah. Serbian, yeah. yeah. One of them's like tatted up and yeah. he's huge. He's big, bigger than. Yeah. Nikola. Nikola Jokic looks like he's had a few too many custard pies and then he's just teleported that body to now. <laughs> and it hasn't moved. It's just he's yeah. just aged a bit. Yeah. Um whereas his brother, his brother looks like he drinks nothing but vodka <laughs> and and probably kills people. <laughs> like he's a scary looking dude. <laughs> anyway, um they wanted all the smoke. They're like, they made a Twitter account just to go at Mark F. Morris and Marcus Morris. Made a Twitter account. They made a tw- Twitter account because I think Mark, was it Mark Heath that got, yeah, that got was, hit? Yeah. yeah. So Marcus tweeted out and said, hit a, hit a boy while he's got his back turned. I see how it is. Mm. Um, let's see what's coming for you or something like that. Mm. Like, you're a gangster, bro, whatever. Anyway, the, the, the um, Jokic brothers just went in there and just made a Twitter account with no profile picture, no nothing. It was a direct retweet and like reply to this one, just simply saying, "Yeah, mate, we'll we'll come over and we'll beat the shit out of you." Basically, <laughs> yeah, red hot. And red hot. look, if I was Mark Eve Morris and Marcus Morris, I'd probably back down. I'd probably just say, "Hey, look." I'll just smoke you on the basketball yeah. court. Um, in fairness, I reckon that Jokic was within his rights. I don't know about like – it's not like he king hit him. Old mate's just like – Jokic is going to try and pass it and old mate's just run in and like try to go for a rib crusher, elbow into the ribs, that yeah. sort of gear. And it's like that's – like that's not on. You can't just yeah. get be going around doing that. And – like, he had every right to come back at him. And, yep. yeah, he absolutely flattened him straight in the back. And it, I tell you what, it'd get more cracks out than any chiropractor ever could. Oh, yeah. I would have said Jokic it felt be good. 120. Easy. Every yeah, bit of. Every bit of. 130, probably. Yep. And he just ran into him, just went, bloop. <laughs> but, no, nah, I reckon fair game. I'm of the opinion that Look, he was fair game. I was – I'm not the biggest Jokic fan. As yeah. listeners may know, uh, I was definitely not an advocate for him winning MVP yeah. last year. Yeah. However, I've watched the tape. I've gone back over it. Yeah. And I have realised that there was a little bit of intent behind Marquise's uh, hit. And it just so happened. It just so happened that the Joker lifted yeah. his hands up, yeah. exposed his ribs yeah. and his kidneys to a hit. And, you know, whether Marquise like meant to hit him in the ribs or not, you still hit him. Yeah. And I think that, you know, Joker probably like forgot that he was seven foot and 130 kilos and just absolutely flattened this, this bloke. And I, I'm calling fair game. Yeah. I'm calling fair game. It was a textbook, like rib cracker. I did one rugby union, like training or trial or something at school in like year eight or some shit. 
had no idea what, how anything was working. Mm. But rather than explaining, like, actually how the game worked to everyone who'd literally never seen it before, yep. the first thing the coach did was try to teach us how to do rib crackers. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was like in a tackle, you essentially get someone to, like, pin some bloke's arm up and then you get another bloke to just eye off his ribs and just come in like full tilt into their ribs and try and crack their ribs. That was like, it was like, this is how you pass. This is how you do a rib cracker. That that was the order of importance of uh, rugby union skills for some weird reason. I reckon if someone did something dog to me on a footy field, Mm. my dream for the rest of that year to play against them would be for them to go up, get a hospital hand pass, go up, hands up, And I just beeline it for the side of their ribs yeah. and I just end them. I, that's my dream. Yeah. That is my dream. Nice. You're a, um, yeah. That's I, good to know. I would love it. Yeah. So don't do that training. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's my practice. I'm going to do that. Oh, um, all right. Speaking of cracking ribs and smashing people, oh. Sunday was Super Smash Day. <laughs> wasn't it good it actually oh my was good goodness it was a good good weekend for yeah. punching people in the face yeah i'll put my hand up and i've never been a fan of especially ufc just the fact that like you can knock someone down and then just get on top of them and just absolutely ground and pound the bloke but it was actually really entertaining and that michael chandler and justin gagey 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 yeah that fight was off the charts. It was. It's been deemed already as fight of the year. Yeah, it's yeah. like hands down fight yeah. of the year. Uh, which Michael I Chandler, completely agree with. he is one tough mofo. He is one seriously tough mofo. I love the fact that well, I watched a video there um, today. I think it was, mm. and it was just like this bloke. Uh, he does below the belt podcast. Okay. Can't think of his name. Yeah, uh, but. He's always about fighting. He's got this podcast. He's a former UFC fighter. Yep. And he goes, now, if you had have told me, if I had talked to Michael Chandler and said, hey, what's your game plan? And he goes, I'm going to walk at him with my hands down. Probably would have said, you're going to die. You're going to die. He's literally standing there just saying, like, after he's been smacked in the face and concussed oh. multiple times, come on, break my face. <laughs> You're not doing it hard enough. <laughs> like, what the... F- these blokes... These blokes are absolutely nuts. Did you hear the the, f- com- uh, the post-fight interview with Joe Rogan and Justin Gaethje? Yeah. He goes, he goes, oh, are you disappointed that that was only a three-round fight? And he's like, yeah, fuck yeah, man. I should have been in there. We should have been fighting the Coliseum to the death. Yeah, like I hey, 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 I, was dude, born, I was born in the wrong era. We were, we're born, born in the, the wrong, wrong time. We should, we should have, been. have been fighting to the death. <laughs> I, I know you've been whacked in the head a few times, mate. And you're a bit, little bit delusional, but like, that's some fucked up shit. <laughs> that's messed and like, up. And the craziest thing was these dudes were just belt. I just, I don't know how. As soon as that bell goes, and then they're just like, after every round, they'd like. Either give a fist bump or like even a little like handshake embrace type thing yeah. on their way out to the corner. And at the end, they just gave each other the biggest embrace for like 30 yeah. seconds. They look like they want to kiss each other. How how do you wish that you they, were in a coliseum fighting to the death? Like what surely like clearly you are a crazy 
you're a crazy motherfucker. I can tell but, you right now, I'm not a fighter, but I could tell, tell you, if I was in a, in a fight, I'd have to hate the person. I couldn't fight. Like, I could it's, I could wrestle with you, but I couldn't <laughs> beat the shit out of you. Like, like those guys, I punch you a couple of times and go, oh, all right, that's oh. enough. <laughs> you don't need any more. Yeah, it's hectic, hey. Um, Whereas these boys literally would, they'd fucking box until one of them doesn't get up. Yeah, I And know. they'd love it. And then that, and then eventually they'd get up and they'd cuddle, and it's like ah nah. Just what about how Gaethje just like landed that one on Chandler, mm. and he's just lights out immediately, hits the canvas, mm. and then Gaethje's on top of him, and then somehow he just comes to, yeah. and manages to wriggle his way out of that, and then that was like at the start of the second round, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, so he fought round. for like another probably eight minutes yeah. after that. And what about actually they did know, um, Chandler, who is known that he can he can utilize his wrestling quite a bit. He only attempted a takedown like after he'd been fairly well fucked up, and fair enough, that might have been his game plan. But he did a, a really tight um, double leg uh, takedown attempt, and he picked him up. And like and Gaethje like did well and like held onto his legs. So when he got tipped, it, his weight just threw him over. And yeah. Chandler landed on his face, and he's just like <laughs> dead. And just like, hang on, what the fuck? Getting punched in the face. Oh. <laughs> oh, I thought I was himself. I was doing the tackling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Where the fuck no. am I? <laughs> that was that was the first. That was crazy. That, that was, was crazy. And then followed up. That main card. I tell you what, we spoke about this the other day. The UFC just don't miss. No, they don't. Good. They. It's good. Boxing. Boxing had a great fight in the weekend too, and we'll talk about that in a sec. But UFC, they don't. They don't fucking miss. They, that was UFC two six eight. I think it was. Yeah. Next one's for the lightweight championship between Charles Oliveira and Dustin Poirier. Um, Masvidal and Leon Edwards, which was on the cards, is now called off. I'm not sure why you've got called off this morning. I've never heard of any of these people, but play on. But these guys are massive names in yeah. the UFC, yeah. and like they're big fights, and they just consistently don't put an event on unless there's big names fighting, and they all love to fight. Whereas boxing, they fucking duck each other every single mm. time, and they don't want to. They don't want to fucking fight each other. Like yeah. Canelo Alvarez, which, who we'll talk about in a sec. Yeah. He's just unified the middleweight championship. Yeah. He's had 60 fights. I don't know, 50 fights. 60 fights. Mm. Oh, 60 fights, I think it was. And one loss. And it's like, he is just like, he'll fight heaps of people, but he's been fighting pro since he was 15. He's now 30-something. Yeah. And he'll take, and when he was younger, trying to get up the ranks, he'd take fights whenever. But now he just picks and chooses. He's just like, yeah, I'll take that person, but I'm not fighting him until next year. Yeah. Yeah. Dustin Poirier only just fought Conor McGregor and he's fighting for the lightweight championship now. Oh, yeah. True. That was pretty, yeah, that's short turnaround. Michael Chandler fought on that card. Yeah. Yeah. And, right. and Justin Gaethje fought him earlier than that. Yeah. And so it's like these boys just. Want to fight? They yeah, just want to kill it. each other. They love want it. to fight to the death. <laughs> the Coliseum. I'm the best. You. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! And then the Usman one. Usman, Usman Covington. Yeah, yep. that was. So, I mean, I feel like opening with that Chandler Gaethje fight. We'll see. Nothing the, was going to live up to it. The reason that that was first was because initially that was it was meant to go. 
Justin Gaethje, Michael Chandler, then Rose, Nama Yunez, and Whaley Zhang, or whatever her name is, and then the main event. They've, they've, those three, Justin Gaethje, Nama Yunez, and Usman, they've all got the same coach. Oh. So he wouldn't have time to consistently go. Yeah, right. So he had to coach Nama Yunez and Usman in back both their back-to-back title fights, yeah, right. along with Justin Gaethje just before it. So that's why it was initially – it was. Third, right. it got moved first on the card, so he had right. a little yep. bit of a break, which is crazy. fair enough. Crazy, um, but so yeah, yeah, Usman won that one. Yeah, fairly convincingly in the yeah. end, he won one unanimous, unanimously. Um, Nami Yunez won by split decision, which was it was a sick fight. Those girls, they love to yeah. smash people. Which look, I don't know, I don't know if I'm quite on the loving girl smashing. <laughs> Girls trained yet? <laughs> it's not, I don't know. It's just it's a little bit scary for me. But um, like they they, can, they, they beat look, the shit out yeah. of each other. They're fucking good at what they do. Yeah. Um, and then in boxing, yeah, which actually quite ironically, so Canelo Alvarez unified the middleweight uh, belts. All he got all of, I think he's got all six belts or something like that. Ridic- okay. It's ridiculous. Okay, uh, he's like super middleweight, middleweight. Uh, light heavyweight, um, welterweight. He's forwarded all of them, yeah, basically, yeah. and won and yeah. won the championship. Anyway, he uh, beat uh, Caleb Plant by knockout in the eleventh round. Yeah, um, and the pre-fight or no, it was the f- two middle fights between the Justin Gaethje one and Rose Namajunas fights. It was a pit. There's a Video of Dana White. Yeah. He's sitting there. The cage is in front of him, and he's got a laptop sitting there watching the Canelo Alvarez fight. <laughs> That's pretty, that, that was pretty alpha. That is Dana White's a fucking boss. He's so he's so cool. I rate him so highly. Anyway, the funny thing is, is that he was talking about it. Kamara Usman has been saying, "Yeah, I'm going to switch codes. Going to go to boxing. I'm going to box Canelo Alvarez." And Dana White just basically was like. Come on, mate. You're going to... Shut up, Siri. Siri. <laughs> um, and he, Dana's just like, mate, come on. Shut the fuck up. You're not doing that. You're going to get the shit beat out of you. He's like, he's, sa- he's saying in the UFC, hey, you're like the goat. You're like the best to ever do it. Yeah. You're doing this like he's undefeated, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Don't switch codes because you'll get your shit beat up and you don't want that. McGregor type stuff. Yeah, yeah, and um, he's just been on a losing streak ever since. And um, just on that difference between the UFC and boxing, yeah. I loved how I was like a KO ad or something on Facebook. The next, um, the next main event boxing fight was Paul Gallen versus Josh Alloyer, yeah. the current uh, Seagulls prop. Yeah. And, like, that's the next, like, big thing coming out of Australian yeah. boxing. Oh, there's the Tim Zoo one at some stage, I guess. But yeah, that's soon. That's, like... I still don't... I only know That's, Tim like, Zoo. next weekend or is something it? like that. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. the one after that is Gallon and Josh Aoli anyway, so... Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's really. that. There's that. Paul Gallon. Look, Paul Gallon's dedicated a lot of his time to boxing, so good on him. Mm. He's going to beat the shit out of that. Oh, guy. yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, this dude... I've never heard of him fighting. He's literally been playing NRL for like full time. For there's like no way. I'm so, like, yeah, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't want to get in a fight with an NRL player, but there's no way that you can 
genuinely beat a boxer mm. not having boxed in your life. Remember when Barry Hall boxed Paul Gallen off like three? That was weird. But and that he, was also... Gallen's gone straight strength from there, hadn't he? Yeah, well, Gallen was only new to boxing then too. Yeah. And so was Barry Hall. And Barry Hall is also 6'3". Paul Gallen's 5'10". Yeah, true. So there's a fairly massive... Like Barry Hall's punching down, whereas Paul Gallen's got a like... Donkey Kong style <laughs> punch up. Um, so it doesn't really work. Yeah. How big's this prop? Because he looks fairly tall too. Uh, big. Uh, let me look. Josh Alloyer. Because um, Gal's small. He's 106 kegs, he's 189 centimetres. So that's only just shorter than me. 6'2. Yeah. He's, he's big. Yeah. Yeah. Big boy. So And Gal's like. He'd be like 170 centimetres, I would have said. So, Gal's, Gal's doing a lot right. of punching above his weight. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, nice. Gal, Gal's, Gal's just a – he just loves a bit of cash, doesn't yeah, he? He doesn't care. He He's not passing of, anything up. He loves he a bit loves of cash. He loves publicity, loves the cash, and good on him. He's probably making – more money than anyone post footy. And he's doing something that he loves doing. He loves yeah, doing yeah. it. And I can see him doing that more often than I can see him. And he's doing well for himself because he still does the NRL broadcast every now and again on, yep. on nine. Yep. And then he still does, you know, state of origin takes and stuff like that. And then he does his boxing. He'd be making a killing. Mm. He'd be making more than what he ever did in his career. Mm. NRL wise. Mm. So good on him. Back to him. Yep. All right. You got anything else, Parks? Nah, mate. I am out of, yeah, I reckon that'll do. All right, thanks for tuning in, guys. Thank you very um, much. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll get it every week. We'll get it going every week. Yeah, we'll yeah. we it. we just had we're just a little bit slack for one. Yeah, hey, it happens to the best of us. We'll tell Lee Show that he's got to got to call footy training <laughs> off for a night. <laughs> thanks, Sounds guys, good, mate. Always a pleasure, never a chore, brother. Always, see you, mate.